3: Hello and welcome to The Blank Podcast, the podcast where we delve into those difficult moments with some well-known guests. I'm Giles Paley-Phillips and with me in Chesham, of all places, is James Door daily
4: <laughs> Oh, come very formal there. Um, James Dore-Daily, that makes me sound a little bit sort of like a, I don't know, like a sort of Guardian writer of some sort. Yeah, it does um, actually, yeah. Which I'll take, I'd probably a great job. Um, hi, how you doing? I'm all right, how are you? I'm okay. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, it's a crack- Monday. We don't normally record on a Monday. We so that's don't. different. It is different. It won't uh, be different
3: for our listeners. They don't. They won't give a fuck. But
4: unless they listen on a Monday, maybe they'll listen on a Monday as well.
3: Oh yeah, that would be that'd be spooky. If you're listening on a Monday, we recorded this on a Monday, so that's a mad coincidence. Quite meta. <laughs>
4: well, we were both saying off air, weren't we, that um, we're sort of having busy days today. It's been a yeah, bit of an action packed day. I've got a bit of an action packed week. And I know you've been very busy as well. So it mm. feels a little bit like we're sort of. You know lockdown's not over, but we're sort of getting back into the swing of sort of normality in terms of work and stuff.
3: I've had quite a busy lockdown. I mean, lots of different projects on the go, um, books and po- lots of lots of podcasting. Everyone's podcasting now, the whole world has gone woken up to podcasting, and which is you know, it's great, it's great, and um, it's been it's been nice. I think it's something we talk about on this week's pause about um, with with our guest Lorraine Kelly, uh, about that um about having distractions during this time and she for her she's been walking working all the way through and and it's been a great distraction for her
4: yes and i mean she's yeah she's been doing working a lot and i think what was nice was that she was talking about how much she embraces new technology and how technology allows us now to do all this it's allowed us to continue doing this podcast and many other podcasts to keep going and i think it's um she was saying, I thought it's made people more creative in a way. Certainly in the TV industry, mm. and I think probably in, in a lot of broadcasting industries, and that's been good actually. I think that that creativity was always there in people, but it's it's taken sort of lockdown to bring it out. I think it's going to, I hope going forward, it's going to keep people being creative and almost keep anything a possibility, regardless of you know whether we're allowed to leave our houses or not. Well, I think creative people are just can't help but be creative. So they will
3: find ways to be creative, whatever they're doing. I mean, I've seen this last weekend um, stand-up gigs where it's like a drive-in stand-up gig. I mean, that's incredible, you know, getting some great comedians there. And saw some of our old guests, actually, Mark Watson being yeah. one of them, um, Jess Q. And so people doing these gigs, and that's great. And then, like you say, on TV, podcasting, writing, whatever it is, we're, you know, creatives are really giving lots of people i mean obviously we've we've said before it's a distraction for us making these things but it's also a distraction for people consuming them
4: yeah and i think it's made people appreciative of appreciative appreciative um made people appreciate um creative (laughs) people and, and and doing their doing their things um so yeah i think it's we talked about this with lorraine quite a lot didn't we that she's fairly positive about Coming out the other side of this, I and mean, she's a quite a positive person, and it was it was really nice to. I always thought she would be, and it was really nice to actually then see off air she is, and and that was uh, that was lovely. But it, she's positive about the future, and I think we have to be in a bit. I think you're right. It's there's been so many examples of people cracking on and and doing things and getting creative that, yeah, I'm positive about where we where we go from all this. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I think
3: and yeah, I mean Lorraine is. It's just fantastic. She's exactly how I imagined she would be. I mean, I think you used the word gregarious, didn't you? And that's... Um, yeah. Which is a lovely word. I'm not massively uh, sure I know what that
4: means, but it's one of those long words that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, we'll
3: use it again. It probably doesn't mean the thing we're trying to <laughs> say that it means. But anyway, in this instance, yeah, she's a super positive person. She's got a really bubbly personality and um, wonderful company. Just mm. wonderful company. And she's had an incredible career. I mean, she's been working at ITV for over 36 years. She has seen, um, seen everything, been there, done it and then been a stalwart of breakfast TV and, um, you know, a consummate
2: professional,
4: even though she did tell us some of her trade secrets. <laughs> well, why else would we have people on the podcast? That's why we do this. We, we, we want the gossip. Um, no, she's she was brilliant. I think we should just crack on with the episode and let people uh, regale in the wonderful company of the gregarious Lorraine Kelly on The Blank Podcast. <laughs>
3: might as well dive in how, how have you found work because you've been working all the way through this
0: i have i have not missed a day and to be honest with you it's kept me sane it mm. actually has kept me sane um i i don't know i, I need i'm someone who needs structure in their life anyway uh, and being able to go to work has really you know it's, it's given me it's given me something to get up on it's given me something to focus on and, and this is a you know it's it's been <laughs> I suppose it's, it's a because obviously what we've been trying to do is we've been trying to give people information as what's going on, mm. but we've always tried to somehow find a little bit of light in a, in a very dark place because there is, you know, we've seen incredible heroism and we've seen people doing amazing things and people being, you know, the best of humanity. Yeah. Um, there's, been, there's been, obviously... Terrible things have happened as well, and um, but yeah, I'm just glad I've had I've had the chance to go to work. Actually, I've, I've, I'm I'm going to take a couple of weeks off because um, my dad's not well, and I'm I've got to go and I can finally uh, go up and see him. So that's huge that I can actually go in and see him now because he's um he's been shielding, so that's really good. Um yeah, but I'm I, it's been I'm glad that I've been able to go to work. It's helped me. It's kept it's kept me from going crazy.
4: Mm. Have you have you have you learned anything about yourself or about work or anything like that during the lockdown?
0: Um, yeah, you know what I've learned that actually it's okay to feel overwhelmed. You know, I've found yeah. I've actually found sometimes and, and and anxiety as well. You know, I've, I'm not really you know I'm very much that sort of oh you just get on with it. You know that when I was a kid that was what my mum and dad sort of instilled that terribly calvinistic work ethic you know it's very sort of a scottish thing and uh, you just get on with it you know you go to school what, do you, what are you talking about you've got a cold you've broken your leg drag yourself to school yeah. <laughs> you just do it so but what what it's actually been quite good is for me to realize that actually i do get overwhelmed and i do get anxious because who wouldn't in these times and it's all right to feel like that it's it's not it's that thing of you know you sort of suck it all up i've actually found myself i have been talking to friends a lot more in fact My best friend, who we've got that sort of friendship, we've known each other since we were 12. If we don't see each other for ages, it doesn't really matter. Mm. We just pick up the conversation. But we've been making a point of every single week we've been doing a Zoom call. And it's been amazing. And I've actually unburdened a lot on her. And and likewise, you know, we've been just talking about how we've been feeling. Because I think that's it's just so important for all of us to do that. You can't bottle it up. You just can't.
3: It's Important having those kind of friends though, those older friends, you know, like hmm. um, that know you really well, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, and who take you for who you are. They don't, they're not sort of mixed up in you know your kind of current lifestyle, they're just those people sure. that know you, and you can. It's nice to be yeah. able to turn to those people, isn't it? And especially in these sort of times.
0: Oh, definitely. I mean, obviously, my husband, of course, yeah. I talk to him, and my daughter's here with us just now. And she starts our work in September, she's been living in Singapore okay. for the past few years, but she managed to get back here. And she did self isolate, and she couldn't believe when she got to Heathrow. This is the way back, this is the way mm. back um, before June, even. And she couldn't believe when she got to Heathrow, there was no checks, not even a temperature check, nothing. She, you know, she wow. just couldn't, you know, coming from Singapore when they're really on it. Um, and she, she just couldn't believe that. But uh, that, what's been great about being with her is when your kids get older, and she's 26 now, they'll come and see you, and they might come for Sunday lunch, or they come and see you for dinner, or you go and meet them or something. But, and you do things. What's been great is not doing anything with her. Mm. You know, we sat and we watched Game of Thrones, which was fantastic. <laughs> so much because she loved it. We're watching Below Deck at the moment, which is a nutty um, reality show that's just bonkers well, I um, heard about of that. life on. Oh my! Oh, Giles, Giles, it's crazy. <laughs> it's absolutely crazy. It's about. It's, it's just completely addictive. It's exactly what you need at the moment. It just takes you out of yourself, and you just watch these these people. It's about. Um, folks that work on these big luxury yachts and what's going on below it oh (laughs) Oh, yeah and the people that rent the people that um, charter these boats are horrific (laughs) by and large the most ghastly awfulest people you've ever seen in your life so it's just wonderful there's all those dynamics going on so we've basically been vegging out we've been sitting doing nothing just chatting doing nothing at all and just spending time and hanging out together and it's been a joy it's just been great
3: yeah that is special i mean we've had the same with our our two boys uh Thirteen and eleven, so a yeah. bit younger, but just yeah, just being with each other do, and doing
0: do, do, not kind of do your homework, do yeah, this, yeah. what we have for tea. You just and I'm not saying you have big deep conversations because you, know, you don't. Now and again you do, mm. but just yeah, just hanging hanging about, just being lovely. Yeah, and having getting, nothing. To... Getting to know them,
3: like getting to know them a bit more. Yeah. Mm.
0: You know, you're so right because sometimes we don't really know our kids. I mean, I'm I always say I'm, I'm always think it's weird when parents say that they are friends with their children mm. because you're not. You're the mum or your dad. You're not your friend. They tell their friends things they're not going to tell you. Of course they do, and that's absolutely right. But yeah, I, I, sometimes we don't know our kids. You know, when they go away, like she went away to university, and of course I see her. You know, when the laundry came back, or when yeah, we yeah, yeah. you know we go. And- but you don't really, you're not that involved with their lives and it's just been, it's been wonderful. It's that, again, it's that thing of trying to find some sort of positivity yeah. in this craziness and that's certainly for me being, being one of them. Being able to go to my work as well has been has been great and and just meeting and talking to extraordinary people mm. who've done incredible things. You know, there was me, Margaret, she's 90 years old, toiling up and down her stairs up in the north of Scotland, the equivalent of climbing a mountain. I mean... That's just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and raised a person for the local hospice. You know, all these wee kids that are drawing rainbows, just incredible, you know, just really, it's really, and it does sort of, you know, in, in a dark time, it does sort of help you a lot, I think, to, to see that there's a lot of good out there. We tend to focus inevitably on the mm. bad story and the terrible tragedies and all of that, and, and we have to. That sometimes you don't know as much on on, on the good that's been
4: done. Yeah, I think I think in sort of moments of adversity, people's character comes to the fore. Sometimes, and actually, look at people like Captain Tom. You know, raise raise oh. all that money. We, yeah. There are some fabulous people in this oh. in the in um, Britain me. doing some uh, great
0: absolutely. things. Yeah, doing doing incredible things. And, and it doesn't necessarily. I mean, what he did was absolutely brilliant. He just kind of summed up the spirit of of how we would all like to be, what we would aspire to be and that incredible generation who are just... You know, and they've got such great stories to tell to tell as well, and um, and that that sort of like makes me sad because you think of what happened in the care homes. It's like we threw mm. that generation under the bus, yes. and it's really terrible. I mean, it's absolutely shocking. And looking back, of course, we can see that a lot of mistakes have been made. And and I know nobody wakes up in the morning and thinks, how can we screw this up? But geez, you know, when you think of some of the decisions that were that were made, and um, I sincerely hope that uh, we've learned a lot of lessons. I mean, I, I don't ever want to go through this again, no. but, you know, we might have to. We might have to. There might be a second wave. There might be something else around yeah. the corner. And I really hope the powers that be are a hell of a lot better prepared for it than they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, that, you know, that generation that deserves our respect and our admiration, it's, um, what happened in care homes is shocking. And, again, that was people that we talked to, people that worked in care homes. Wow. Like, amazing. Some of them didn't go back to their families. You know, they stayed with their other families, mm. as they call them, stayed there and, and looked after them. Again, these people are extraordinary. Do you, do you think amazing.
4: there's been a, a? Do you think there'll be a shift in attitude towards frontline workers and key workers, and people will actually appreciate what these people do for us that are, that are not really paid enough and not really appreciated?
0: Absolutely. I mean, I, I do think there has. I do think there's been a, a shift and an almost like a reset. And you sort of, you know, things like the Kardashians. Um, I've always felt that they were irrelevant anyway. But I think that people are now maybe beginning to think, actually, just having a big bum. Surely there's got to be things that are <laughs> that are more relevant than that, and that are more. No, but seriously, yeah. no, you, no, really. And you sort of, um, you know, things like that are really do make you think, come on, let's behave. I mean that's not to say that we don't you don't that doesn't mean to say that you totally don't have to watch silly reality shows like I was talking about or daft things or 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 enjoy life or or all of these things. But it really does bring it home to you just who's important. And you're absolutely right. They they should they should be getting a pay rise. They're taken for granted and that's the thing now I don't think I hope that we won't ever take The frontline workers, not obviously the NHS are amazing, but all the frontline workers, social workers, who never, ever, nobody ever says thanks. When is the last time a social worker got a thank you? The only time you ever hear about social work is when something sadly has gone wrong. The People have tried their best, but somehow something has gone wrong. But they never, teachers, you know, teachers, every single parent that's had to homeschool their kid is like, oh, teachers are the best, (laughs) they're amazing. Not all heroes wear capes, and it's true, you know, people. People that pick up your bins, Jesus! If we didn't have them, what would we do? You know, it's just security guys. Everything uh, the whole the whole spectrum of all these folk that work so so hard, and we've taken them for granted, and we can't do that anymore.
2: Now,
3: Lorraine, you gr- yeah. you grew up in Glasgow, right?
0: I did. Yeah? Yes.
3: What was what was childhood yes, like?
0: It was great because you know I, I was very lucky. My mom and dad were terribly young when they had me. Were they? Uh, they were only seventeen, just about eighteen. Oh, okay. Sure, yeah. And. They did not have anything. I mean, they were—they they, really—they grafted. They're both real grafters. My dad just worked all the hours God sends. But they took us when they got married. They went back to—I um, suppose what people would call it now—a studio flat.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: on one bedroom, with an outside toilet and a recess where the bed was, and no hot water. Um, so it was pretty basic. It was pretty basic. So that's what I went back to when I was a little kid. But you know, our house was we were we were lucky. We were considered quite posh because we moved from the Gorbals to Britain, Um and that was uh, a house that had an inside toilet. Oh Wow, that
2: is posh. was
0: really posh. We were. I mean, my mum, my mom and my dad. I was always turned out really well. You know that I, you know, they, they spent all their money, and my brother and I, you know, making sure that we had decent clothes and decent food taught us both to read and write before we went to primary school which was a massive thing and um, we weren't pushy though any sort of typical scottish working class and not pushy you know that sort of working class cringe that you sometimes get which is a shame and mm. um, but yeah it was a really really happy childhood i was really really happy until i was about six and then my brother came along and uh. he was like a child from Central Casting, big giant blue <laughs> eyes, gorgeous peachy chubby cheeks that everybody just wanted to go, remember like that and pinch him and blonde here like a cheddar, and I hated him, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I wasn't very nice. And we got on so well. In fact, he just texted me a minute ago. He lives in Singapore as well, and we got on so well now. Um, but he still teases me about you know he says the psychological scars <laughs> that he has from you know the like fact that I <laughs> his wee fat legs.
4: <laughs> my brother was it. it was my out. brother was the same. He was my brother was the same. Blue, blonde hair, blue eyes. I the, think eight? Mum and Dad sent, sent him oh, to an audition the, for the Milky Bar Kid. I think at one point or wow. something. I think so. <laughs> or entered him into the. I think there was like a, there was like an open casting or something. Um, yeah, thankfully he didn't get it because he would have been uh, he would have been unbearable. Oh, unbearable. Been yeah.
0: No, but then yeah, we we moved there and then we moved to East Valley, which is a little bit like Milton Keynes. You know, it's like a new town. Uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I moved there when I was a teenager and then I got a job at the East Colbride news, I was supposed to go to uni and I would have been the first in the family to go to university. That was a big deal, mm. you know, to get that photograph piece with the with a funny hat yeah. and the scroll and the robe and everything. Um, but my brother went, of course, and was and approached you. So that was great. Um, but yeah, I just went to my local newspaper and, and that's, that's how I, I started out. I 17 then and I loved it. Brilliant training, you know, because you do everything in local newspapers, absolutely everything and, it was a it was a great time. So I was a, I was a happy kid. Mm. I really was. I was I was very very lucky. And um, it was yeah. It was it was a it was a good childhood. I suppose people now you know when I look back at some of the photographs, especially when uh, the tenement was condemned and it was getting really run down. Um, and I look at some of the photographs. I suppose people would say you know oh my goodness, you lived in this terrible, you're dreadful area. And mm. um, no, really, we really were happy. You know, we really were. And and like I say, very. Mum and dad very well looked after, you know. Mum, mum would make brilliant meals, homemade soup and homemade mince and potatoes and yeah, everything yeah. like that. And we were we were really well looked after. So I see, I probably see it through rose-colored glasses, as many people do. But it was a really, yeah, it was a good childhood, good family, and yeah. um, and lots of pals, which was great. Were,
3: were your parents ever disappointed? Was there any sort of feeling of disappointment that you didn't go to university?
0: Oh gosh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. But they never said it at the time. No. They wouldn't say it to me at the time it was only afterwards when when things were okay and i went from uh, i went from working in east bri news to bbc scotland for a while and then only for a year and then i joined TVAM as uh, their scottish correspondent when i went to work for um bbc scotland as a researcher i got called into the boss's office and i thought he was going to give me a job as a reporter because that's what i really wanted yeah, yeah. to do but he told me that my accent was terrible. My accent was offensive. My Glasgow accent, and that was BBC Scotland. But that was back then when things were different, and nobody spoke like you or Eamon or Lovely Anton Day. You know, nobody spoke like that. Everybody spoke a sort of a sort of affected posh way. Yeah, you know, it was yeah. a very specific way of people speaking. Um, but that's all changed now, and I think for the better. I, I definitely do. Um so yeah. So when when I got told that, uh, I I just applied for a job at 2am and. And luckily
2: the boss was an Australian and didn't really care how people <laughs>
0: spoke. It's <laughs> like, what? It's you interesting guys.
3: that um, we've talked to quite a few broadcasters and stuff and that time in local news is so po- important to them and, and a, real, a real grounding. I mean, Jim Jim has also, you've worked in local news, the Uckfield, Uckfield Courier, wasn't it?
4: Yes, I, I closed the Uckfield Courier due to my lacklustre reporting <laughs> uh, and low um, publishing numbers. But, uh, yeah, it's a good grounding, I think. You, you learn a lot.
1: You do,
0: you learn, you learn so, so much. I mean, I am so old that when I worked at the East Kilbride News, it was still hot metal. <laughs> so we had, we had, we literally had the typewriter wow. with really? the little pieces of paper and typed with two fingers <laughs> like that. But I'm glad I saw that. It was towards the end of all of that. And and I'm really glad that I actually saw that part of the newspaper industry because it was a huge, huge, big part and a huge, yeah, you know, just to put everything into, into context. Now it's so easy, you know, you can, Write columns, write things anyway, or you can do. Look at us—we're sitting having a chat. It's—it's it's incredible what we can do, and we've been able to do. I don't think we would have been able to do our show even five years ago. But I've been able to do my show every day because we can do things on on WhatsApp, mm. on Zoom, on—you know—we can talk to anybody. I mean, we've done—we've done, we've done uh, items with people in Antarctica, people in the International Space Station. We've had things, you know, all over the place, In the middle of absolutely nowhere, and clear as a bell, wow. clear as a bell.
3: You went from the local newspaper to quite quickly into t- into into doing like live reporting uh, I was, were you.
0: I was at these for about four or five years okay. and then I went to BBC I went to the BBC um because I just wanted to see what, what Telly was like. And I basically applied for every job at the BBC at the time. I even applied for Farming correspondent in Aberdeen, and I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a job as a picture, like could say, and I loved that. Again, learn so, so, so much. Learned so much. And um, in fact, one of the crew, again, it was like at the sort of tail end of things. One of the the crew still had film.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> you would
0: actually have to. Support, yeah, you would actually have to put the film in the bath for oh, it to wow. develop. Oh wow! It's and proper then actually, actually, reasonably just great to see that as well and then to see all the new technology coming in was so exciting you know I absolutely and still do embrace all of that you know and I know social media gets a really bad name and and quite rightly sometimes it can be a horrible nasty wee place when you lift the stone up and all these horrible terrible things that come out but what an amazing thing it is what an amazing thing that I can still even though you know I'm so worried about my dad because he's not well so I can see him you know, I can see his face. It's just brilliant. I mean, that that is incredible. And Like I say, able to do able to do the show. And in some ways, it's been quite interesting doing the show with people in their houses. They're much more relaxed, yeah. mm. and also you can see their houses.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> always is, nice. You know, it's
0: it's great. Right, it's, it's it's good. You know, it's it's good. It's and it's and it's given us an opportunity to talk to talk to people that we might not have been able to. Mm. Like we talked to Pierce Brosnan in his house in Hawaii. I mean, how <laughs> mad is that? You know, but it was great. And you probably, you know, usually something like that, um, there'd be a big falderal, they would come to the UK, they would, you know, we would be filed in to talk to them in little 10-minute chunks in a posh hotel room, whereas we just, and there he is in his kitchen, he was having his breakfast, we were having our tea, and it was all kind of, yeah, it was just it was just great. And he, and again, he's always very relaxed, but he was so kind of like, yeah, I mean, in am just about to... Toy watered
4: beach, do a bit surfing. Like, oh, wonderful. what a what a life! <laughs> yeah. What a life! Um, I do I do think actually we weirdly we are more connected now. I think than when before lockdown. Yeah. My sister said an interesting thing. So she works in business. She works in. She's a bit like Chandler from Friends. I don't really know what she does, but I know it's like businessy of some sort. Um, yeah. But she was saying that they're having meetings on Zoom and stuff and she's seeing into her colleagues' houses. She's meeting her colleagues' children, their pets. And actually, she feels way more connected now to these people than she would have. She'd have never never met their children. She'd have never seen in their houses. And I think it's actually, it is bringing us way closer together.
0: I think you're absolutely right, because at work, you see one aspect of someone, mm. don't you? You just see that aspect in their in the work mode and you don't really know... What they're what they are actually like when they're with your, their pals or they're relaxed, and you're you're right. It's a whole it's a whole new world. And again, you know, trying to find some sort of um, some sort of positive aspects to this, that's certainly been one of them, I think. And I hope we hold mm-hmm. on to that and that sort of sense of community as well. I mean, we've got a wee WhatsApp group in our in our lane here because quite a few people that live here and um, are sl- slightly older. So you know, way back at the very very start, in particular, you know, if one of us was going to the supermarket, we just say, does anybody need anything? Or somebody was going when the fish and chips shop opened up again. Yay! <laughs> you, know, if you were going for fish and chips for yourself. We're we'll going get them for everyone else. If you're going to go, you know that, that that kind of thing. Just little things, but you know that that actually sort of mean quite a lot and, and mean that you are again that we are connected, even though we were all sitting in our houses for for quite some time. It's been it's been so strange, yeah. hasn't it? It's been. So, I've never known anything anything like it. And I just hope we're not coming out of it too fast. I just think we have mm. to. I know Scotland's been a different we're we're a little bit behind um and that's why i've not been able to go home but we'll be able to go home soon and um, i just think baby steps i mean of course we've got to get back to whatever normal is the new normal but i just think baby steps yeah, just agree, let's yeah. take it you know, don't want to go too far then we've got to go back I can't, I can't i mean can you imagine how soul destroying it would be if we have to go right back into lockdown you know right back to where we were that would be that would be very hard i think on everybody you know, mentally, physically, and mentally, and also very hard on the, the NHS because yeah. they must be absolutely yeah. knackered.
2: Yeah. And
0: for them to have to go back to that, you know. And I don't know about you guys, but you know, when you made a mask to go out shopping, and I had the mask on to go out shopping, and it was for like what an hour. It was awful. Can you imagine what they must be like in yeah. all that gear yeah, for yeah. like twelve hours? I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they do it. My, my admiration is was always huge, but it's it's surpassed that now. Absolutely incredible. Yeah.
3: Uh, it's been it's been an eye opening time i think for lots of oh, lots of reasons yeah, isn't it but it's interesting yeah. that thing you know like the way we are coming together a little bit more in certain ways and how we how we must have lost that along the way somewhere because it feels like you know yeah. post war we probably that we had that moment where we came together
2: True.
3: and then yeah. over the years over the decades we've we've lost it and um, it's a shame i, know that I that's think it's that
0: happened. Yeah, i think it's i think it's sort of inevitable somehow as well a lot of families are excuse me, a lot of families are fractured. Mm. You know, like, yeah. you know, you look at us, and there's my mum, my dad, the two kids, they're still in Scotland, I'm in London, Graham's in Singapore, and um, we were just looking at all of our family, actually, funny enough, the other day, and we're saying, some are in Australia, some America, some Canada. You know, everybody's all over the place. Um one of our one of our cousins was in China up until quite recently. And that's great, crikey. People should go out and, and see the world. It's the most important thing. But it, it does mean that, that families do tend to get a bit, a bit fractured. And we, we do have this thing of, especially in London, I have to say. I mean, when I first came to London, I was used to like being in Glasgow where if he was starting to wait for the bus, you would strike up a conversation, you yes. would have a meeting about everything and you know and we are we are quite nosy people you know we want to know what's going <laughs> on and here I'd be on the tube or I'd be on the bus you know it's so a way back when I first come down the back in the 80s and at strike up conversations you could actually see people moving away <laughs> they were scared <laughs> they were like why is this woman talking to me and that that sort of that changed a little bit that always changed sadly after you know something like a terrible attack has happened mm. people in London are and they're really resilient and they just go on with it, and there was that real camaraderie, but it sort of drifts away again. Um, and I'm just wondering this time, I'm hoping that it'll last. I really do. I hope it will last, that we will talk to each other a little bit more and be a little bit more considerate about one another. I really hope so. I hope I'm, yeah, I hope so. I think it will. I think it will. I think it has to. I think we have to have a different mindset now, don't we, as we go into the new normal.
4: Yeah, whatever the new normal um, ends up being. Whatever.
0: But have you, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Going
4: back to those early jobs, uh, the newspaper and and research at BBC, I just get the. Imp- I've always got the impression with that you're a real people person. That you, you know, and you're talking about striking up a conversation on the bus, has that always been the sort of person you were like? Sort of right back to then, just.
0: Although I'm quite, believe it or not, actually quite shy. Like I mean, if we, I'm not very good in social situations. I mean, I find see all these things like going to premieres and mm. going to big Jews... <laughs> Not for me. I, I'm not comfortable. I don't really like it. I don't like walking into a room where I don't know anybody. Or and the red carpet thing. Oh, yo, yo, that is my idea of hell on earth. I mean, I really don't like it, and I really don't do it very often. It would only be like maybe if I was going to something where I was giving out an award or something like that, or that, you, or it was a three line whip and you sort of had to be <laughs> there. Um, but really, I, I, I don't, I don't really enjoy the whole. It's daft. It's daft when you think about it. You got all done up like a dish of fish to toddle up and down the red carpet for people to take your photo, <laughs> yeah. and then for something in a magazine to say that you look terrible. What is
2: the point? <laughs>
0: I mean, it just, it's, it's really crazy. So, but I think a lot of things like that will probably pretty much disappear. I mean, it got to the stage; it was ridiculous. I mean, I remember last year we've got a, a lovely fella, our Rose King, who does all their stuff mm-hmm. in Hollywood, and there was. I, I said to him, "I said, do you realise, Rose? But for, for the past five Mondays." All We've done is talk about award ceremonies. Does anybody do any blinking or- <laughs> work in Hollywood? All we do is just go and give each other gongs and tell each other how brilliant you are and how fantastic you are. And it's amazing. Surely that's got to kind of get it can't that sort of thing can't really go on anymore. It just feels terribly, it just feels a bit kind of I don't know, a bit nothingy, it's a bit sort of irrelevant, it's trivial, isn't it? Like- and if you, I mean, don't get me wrong, I think getting an Oscars and i yeah, yeah. must be an amazing thing, but i incredible so you could keep the oscars and keep the baftas
3: get rid of everything but do we else. really
0: need all the <laughs> do we i don't think we do <laughs> i'm just going i just going. maybe we do the oscars and the baftas for the health service maybe we do that although we do do that actually we do do an award thing um later on in the year and that that's going to be very mm. emotional and, and quite mm. right too and it, so we have we can, we can have as many of those as we like but maybe we just sort of in the world of showbiz and entertainment maybe they just kind of a bit well. I mean,
3: I mean, this goes back to like also things like the honors list, where you know, yeah. obviously, like the big headlines are the what celebrity has got a sir on MBE or whatever yeah. it is a knighthood. Um, yeah. and we very, very rarely focus our attention on the you know, the people that just do like you know, a friend of mine, yeah. her, her dad got an MBE because he set up a, a birthing unit in Cobra. You know, oh, and, like, wow. really incredible work. Awesome. He'd been spent, he spent years of his life yeah. doing this thing, but there was like hardly any like. Kind of, you know, and I think
0: But don't you think that'll change? Well next, I hope so. I really hope so. Maybe? yeah. I don't, I don't know when the honours is is actually out. I'm not sure how things like that will work no. now or whether it'll be um sort of remote or whether mm. it'll be I don't I, I, a genuine people, but I think that'll be different this year. I think it'll be honouring it'll be honouring people. I mean obviously Captain Tom is or, or Colonel Tom I should say, yeah, yeah, yeah. um Sorry, but he has to get that. I I need him to get that moment with the Queen. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah, yeah. I think that will be edge that you want. But at the same time, obviously, both of them are not exactly teenagers, <laughs> so we have to make sure that we're fine. Can you imagine that the that they're, that they're all? Late? But that would be that that's the kind of person you want to get honoured. Yeah. You, you want that. You want you, you want the nurse that's put in, God knows how many shifts, or and who's worked so so hard. That that's who should be honoured. Of course, absolutely. And it will be. It will be. I'm sure. I'm well, sure
4: I'm it. convinced that um, Marcus Rashford is sports personality of the year. If he if he doesn't get some sort of
0: that boy, that was wasn't that extraordinary. Talk about using you your star power, and also because footballers were really getting a kicking, oh. weren't they? From they were an easy target. You know, and, and you know what it's like when, when, when governments they want to yeah. eat off themselves, so they someone else. And um, but that that was astonishing because. He didn't have to do that, you know, he really didn't. And for somebody to 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 take that to take something that meant so much to him, you know, the fact that he benefited so much from the from the meals, from the females, meals, um, and then to make sure that it continues. It was just and in the great scheme of things, the amount of money concerned, of course a huge amount of money, but in the huge scheme of things where billions have been spent on on projects and on software and on all sorts of things that have not worked, he should be he should be he actually he should be made a sir. He should be definitely good. I'm sure he will be. I know he didn't do it for that but what what a great guy. I mean how how proud you would be if that was your oh, boy. Yeah that was an amazing thing. Amazing absolutely incredible. God love
3: him. <laughs> I mean you're obviously passionate about a lot of issues like social issues and stuff. Do you is it sometimes hard to convey that on the sort of shows that you do?
0: Uh, no I, I know what you mean but actually in some ways it's it's almost easier and it's it's really interesting because I find um especially with politicians who come on the show because they kind of, if they haven't watched, then, you know, it's, it's difficult because they kind of think, oh, they're going to get a really yeah, easy ride. Oh, it's just, yeah, yeah. it's a little, oh, it's a lovely little fluffy la 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 la, little funny rabbits <laughs> toddling around and woodland creatures doing my washing up. Uh, no, <laughs> so it's not, not really like that. But I'm, I'm not gladiatorial and I'm not confrontational. That's not my style. And to be honest, sometimes that absolutely works, of course, we, we see it. But other times, sometimes I just think, especially with politicians, especially if they're not all that bright. Um, is you give them enough let them, them talk <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know you give them enough time to talk and they damn themselves mm. inevitably and it's that thing I mean Piers Morgan always says what did he say I he said an iron fist in a velvet glove mm. and I, I love that description I think that's a really good, good description um, and yeah you know these people need to be. I think it's terrible that no ministers are coming on GMB yeah, you know they came. They come on with me I mean I haven't had many I had Priti Patel on recently um, but that's probably been, been that. And, and that's a shame because, you know, it's not about. I know Piers says, oh, they're not coming on to talk to me or Susanna. You know, when I say Piers is saying he's not coming on to talk to him or Susanna, it's not really about that. It's not whether or not they're going to come on and talk to the hosts. Actually, we're not really important. We're just a conduit. It's that they're not coming on and talk yeah. to our viewers. And yeah. that makes me so that they're not coming on and talk to, to, to real people who need answers and who need clarity. The person through all of this, who has been clear and has given us information and sometimes sometimes a difficult pill to swallow has been our Dr Hilary. Mm. He has been fantastic, and um, especially even today. You know, we were talking about masks and, you know, there you've got the Prime Minister saying, yeah, 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 well, you know what, yeah, maybe it's a good idea. Then you've got Michael Gove saying, well, you know what, it's good manners to wear a mask and maybe, but, you know, let's rely on people's common sense. No, let's not do that. Yeah. Let's just tell people where a blinking mask. Just do it. You know, just just wear a mask and that's that. Not this kind of, you know, do you think the virus is going to go, oh, they're very well mannered. I'll just go away then. They've got good manners so I wouldn't bother them. I mean, for yeah. goodness sake. It's like they don't realise what we're dealing with. It's it's crazy. And, and I know everybody's trying their best. I'm, I'm not saying that they're not. But sometimes you just despair. You really do. Yeah. It's all about, I mean, you look at New Zealand and you just think, can we not clone yeah. that woman? She's <laughs> extraordinary. Amazing, yeah incredible did you see her did you see her when there was an earthquake yeah, yeah. incredible <laughs> she just went oh there's a wee oh wee, wee earthquake there and just kept going <laughs> most of our guys would run away and hidden behind a small child you know she's just like she's just getting on with it oh incredible in- incredible absolutely amazing
3: well i don't think it's any um coincidence that the, the the countries in the world where the pandemic has been best handled has been um, ones where women are in charge.
0: Yeah, I know you. You do. You look at Taiwan. Yeah. You look at New Zealand. You, know, you look at Nordic, Iceland, Germany. Of course. I mean, you know, it's been it's been tough in Germany, yeah. but they've they at least she tells it like it is. Same in Scotland. Yeah. To be fair, yeah. and if you take politics out of it, um, and and to be fair to Nicola Sturgeon, she said this is not about politics. She just wants to do the best job she can, and I watch her. I watch her at mid at midday every day. She's still doing her briefings. And she never dodges a question, you know, and she gets really hard questions from the journalists up there, really tough ones, never dodges it, never says it. And if she doesn't know, she says, don't know, but I'll find out. And that's how you have to be as a politician. You know, never, again, forget what, what party you're in. You, you have to be that straight um, and, and you have to tell people, even if it's unpalatable truths, you've got to. And you've got. I mean, she's made decisions that aren't popular. She's, you know, she made the decision not to allow um, flights from Spain to come to, to Scotland without quarantine. I mean, that's not going down well, as you can imagine. It will change, though. It will change as things go on. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, as a politician, that's, what, that's what's so interesting with Boris Johnson, because I think he's a man that likes to be liked. Yeah. And that's why he's finding it so difficult in this pandemic, because he's got to give us uncomfortable, uncomfortable truths. And, and I think he finds that very hard. From what I know of him, I don't know him. But from what I've seen and what I've read and what, I've, what other people have said, he is somebody who likes to be popular and likes people to say, "Oh, well done, mate!" And, and nobody's going to do that right now. So you just sometimes you just have to be—you have to be the guy that tells the truth, whether or not it's going to make people happy. Not the
4: If you ran for office, I'd vote for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, you're kidding, you're kidding. Can you imagine? Oh, gosh. I mean, you're, it's, it's the toughest job in the world. Mind you, I mean, anything's possible these days. When you look at Trump, and then you look, poor me Kanye West, who I, I think is uh, just a poor um, there, I mean, can you, you, you know, when people say Kanye West might be um, President of the United States and, and Kim Kardashian might be First Lady, you, you can't laugh at that, because that actually could happen. It could, because look what they've got already so it could actually happen <laughs> you cannot rule anything out you cannot rule anything out anymore it's just, you couldn't make it up
3: no, no you couldn't <laughs> oh. I mean, going back to Nicholas Sturgeon and Scotland do you miss Scotland? do you miss being up there?
0: I do, I do miss it. I mean, I'm lucky in that I can go up. I I tell you what I've really missed this year is every year in May, it's the highlight of my year. I go up to Orkney and it is like a battery charged. It's one of the most beautiful places on god's earth and it doesn't matter if you wake up and it's raining because in two minutes it'll be sunny and then it'll be slow and, and then it'll be rain and then it'll be sunny again and i've had such wonderful times up there the people are just a delight and you know you get to know people as you go back and back so i miss that i, I really really miss that um and I just miss, it. it's more people, you know, I miss my mum and dad and my friends. You know, normally we'd be up there seeing them. I'd be up there going to the football. You know, i try to get up there at least uh, once or twice a once to go to see a game. Um, I'm missing that too. That's that, that sort of, you know, the tribalism in the yeah. in the good way. <laughs> tribalism in a good way, not in a negative way. And the camaraderie of that is, um, is good for you, you know. Mm. So I do miss that. And before all of this, I, I, I got up all the time. And I used to commute. I, I did I yes, did commute yeah, yeah. for a long long time. That was when the, there's a little flight that goes from Dundee to London City Airport, and that's really easy. That's got like the bus. It was fantastic. But yeah, but I've got loads and loads of pals down here as well, so we're we're, we're lucky. And, and with Rosie being home as well, that's been great. But I do, I do, yeah, I, do, I mean, my heart does lift, obviously, mm. when I get go. You will do the big cheer going across the border. But, but I, I love living down here. It's been very, London is an amazing city. Of course, you could pick holes in it. You could, I always think, I always think of London as being a woman that's going out, right, and she's all done off, she's gorgeous, but she's forgotten to change her underwear. <laughs> that's what I
2: think.
0: And I don't mind yeah, that <laughs> That's pretty that's pretty <laughs> tiny, yeah. A tiny bit grubby. Just a wee bit grubby, but actually really fun, <laughs> you
2: know.
0: <laughs> a naughty, naughty, naughty city. And and I've had some amazing times here and I absolutely love it. And and you know the London, England's been very, very good to me and and yes, yeah, it's, it's a it's a great place to live. It's a smashing place to live. Of course it, downsides like everybody else So who, who's your football
4: team? Dundee isn't it? Dundee, Dundee United. United Dundee United not Dundee Sorry, No,
0: no, Dundee no, no, no. United there's, two, there's Dundee oh have I gone again United, and the the, the uh, stadiums are literally across the road from one another so we play when we used to play home games because we're, we're we're in different leagues now but um, we used to just walk across the road it's just incredible absolutely incredible so yeah we're Dundee United we're the Tangerine yes. ones. we're the ones in Tangerine Mac. We've got the, yeah, we've got that. So I've supported them since, oh, gosh. My husband, it was my first date. My husband asked me out to go and see Dundee United against Hearts with them. Uh, uh, Hearts were
3: my 1980- Scottish team.
1: Are they? Yeah, well, they,
3: I don't know why, but I think it was because I really like their strip. <laughs> I think someone bought me a strip when I was a kid, yeah. and I remember like, oh, yeah, I'm going to support <laughs> Hearts. <laughs>
0: Yeah, well, he went. He took me to see them, and that was when we had we had an amazing team. We used to beat Barcelona. We beat Barcelona four times. Yeah, amazing. We had a run, we had a great run in Europe. Um, now, of course, there's you know there's no money in Scottish football. It's, no, it's, it's got a yeah. bit. um but we, the new firm of Dundee United and Aberdeen, did to challenge them for a while. But uh, yeah, I'll be glad when that's back. Um I've been watching a few games. It's okay. It's just a bit weird, you know. I mean, Scottish football's not bad. We watched a couple of English games. It's strange, isn't it, with the the crowds? Well what know, the, option do you the, take? I was
3: wondering what do you have the crowd noise on?
0: I do. Yeah, me too. I do because they're the other in match and you can actually hear them, which is sometimes that's okay. I don't I don't mind about it's not get the atmosphere. But I think they're doing a they're doing a tremendous job with, with trying to make yeah. it as you know, as as close to being there as, as, as you can. But again, that'll be when we can do that that'll be
3: yeah. well, a real Jim and I are both Crystal real, Palace fans. Um, and oh,
0: Susanna! Yeah, a- well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I've, I've seen
3: Susanna at yeah. games. Actually, I've, I've yeah, yeah. We bumped into her in the in the boardroom one one game against Everton. Oh. Uh, I haven't enjoyed since we've started again because we've only won one game. We've lost six.
0: No. <laughs> they like that. We can have a brilliant yeah. run, and then yeah, and it's the hope, isn't it? It's the yeah. hope
3: that kills you. Always, you
0: think, oh, this time, this time is going to be different. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, and it never is.
0: Now Susanna has gone. She is a walking saint. The patience of that oh, woman is yeah, just amazing, remarkable. Yeah. She deals with you. She's what she's just got it right. She's just she's and the two of them work together so so beautifully, so beautifully, and it works really well. But yeah, she's a real proper proper footy fan. She
3: is. Proper she footy is. Fan. Yeah, we had a little chat when I saw her. But yeah, I know she's a big palace fan. It's it's nice. It's always nice to meet um, comrades, isn't it? And when you when you meet a fellow oh, fan. There's a fan
0: thing. Sure. When you meet, I mean, if we meet a fellow, we are called the Arabs.
2: Yeah, <laughs> Dundee
0: United fans are called. It's where there's lots of theories for it. But if you meet a fellow Arab, it's like, yeah, it's like it's amazing, especially when you're on holiday or something like that, or somebody will come up and say, oh, I, I you know, I support Dundee United as well. It's yeah. it is kind of yeah,
3: it's good. yeah. Now you've been at ITV for a long time. Apart from one, I know you had one little blip where you were you were replaced at one point. Is that am I right in saying that?
0: No, I got. I, it was when I was off on maternity. Yeah. Well, not maternity, but I'm freelance. So yeah. I um, went away to have Rosie, uh, and then they basically phoned me and said, well, thanks a bunch, um, we've got someone else. So that's hard, yeah. but that's industry. That's what happens. And so that's why I never take it for granted. And I was very lucky because that was... She was born in the June, and I was going back in September because, you know, you, you don't... Uh, all the time, off, especially not back then Uh, you you wouldn't have got uh, so much time off, so I was going back then and then they basically told me not to bother and then I just basically went round every single TV station, said I'm available and then there was, uh, nothing was happening but in the November I got asked back onto GMTV to do a a mother and baby slot because they've got sponsorship Mm. for this and it was like two little bubbles a week Um, and I did that and it went really well and the ratings were really good and they went, oh. And then they decided to give me my own show. So she was born in the June. I had that kind of really rough patch, mm. and then I was back though in the January when she was um she was about six months old, and I had my own show. And that's been ever since. That was uh, that was ninety five, um, that I I started doing my own show. Before that, I was working with Eamon. I was working with Mike mm. Morris on TVM. Yeah, yeah. And then I was oh Mike Morris is yeah, very those days, underrated, yeah. and very very sorely missed. I, 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 great presenter and a really good guy and and yeah so i got my i got my own show and that's been ever since so it's been nearly 36 years all in um if you count the time that i was working with tvam and uh, nearly 36 years in breakfast telly so many regime changes yes. so many name changes
2: but you've been <laughs> so there
0: amazing. all the way through was it hard yeah, was that hard yeah. though taking
3: that taking that when that decision was made
0: Oh. Back. Oh my goodness, it's awful. It cuts you to your soul, um, and of course, you know, apart from anything else, you've got to pay the mortgage, and you've got to yeah. just move south. And you know, and we were, we were. I mean, Steve was working. He's a, a cameraman, so he was working. But it was, it was quite, it was hard. You know, <laughs> it, was, it was difficult, Um, especially when you, you know you hadn't really done anything wrong. Yeah, uh, it was just. Fancy to change and, and I get that and they're absolutely you know that happens in telly all the time that's why I'm amazed that I'm still doing what I'm doing but there is that thing about breakfast TV that people like to have that continuity yeah. and that familiarity and especially at the moment um, which is why I've been on you know five days a week since the start of it and um, since I'll be back sort of like in February really um, when it all sort of started kicking off uh, and, and people have and people have been really kind because people have said to me it's been lovely it's been really reassuring yeah, to yeah, see yeah. you there at nine o'clock like I say, I'm going to take a few weeks off now because I I need to go I need to go and see my dad and things and 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 sort all of that out and make sure that he's all right. Um, but yeah, apart from that, but it's yeah, it's hard. But somehow you've just got to and actually you've just got to bounce back and it makes you realise that you can't take anything for granted, especially you know especially when it comes to work. I mean especially now you look at the amount of people sadly who are and unfortunately and going to go through a tough mm-hmm. time and it's difficult and it means that you've got to have other skills as well. I mean, I'm all for things like. I mean, I think it's great people going to university. That's fantastic. You know, I wish my dad could have gone, but obviously back then there was there was no way that he could have afforded to go. And you, you know, a, a, a young kid for the Gorbals. And um, I just think you know, oftentimes we, we we really should be teaching our kids to be plumbers and joiners and electricians and tailors and all these amazing skills that we're going to lose. And um, I think that's really important. So we need to. I think we need to have a wee rethink. Mm. As, we're, as, we, as we go forward, as we lurch into the new normal. And then we've got, just when we sort of come blinking into the sunshine, then we've got, da da the Rex is waiting oh, for us. God, I so, keep
3: forgetting about that. What do you do? I know it's hard to well, forget, so
0: but I, I do. Um, and then it's ugly it head go, again. I know, and it's just today, it's because we, if, we, if we were going to go away, and I don't think we will be, but if we were going to go away, we'd probably drive uh, through the tunnel and maybe go somewhere like France or northern Spain. I love uh, Galicia's beautiful, although I think, it's, I think at the moment it's in lockdown. But if things change, that's what we might do. And that's easy enough because, you know, our wee dog, Angus, it's easy enough to do that. Um, but in the future, after Brexit, he's going to have to get a rabies injection and there's like four months notice and so many forms to fill in that most people probably wouldn't do i don't think we know what we're in for unfortunately and it's those Um, kind of practical things
3: isn't it it's those practical things uh, that people just don't realize
0: No, it's going to be it's going to be quite hard and things like insurance yeah and when you go make sure you know because a lot of people obviously thought oh if you go to spain you go to france it's okay we're in the eu you know if you get sick it's fine we've got this reciprocal thing um but that probably will not be happening so you have to make sure that you're insured or if you get sick and you're abroad and you're you're going to get a big fat bill so it's things like that that aren't it's not all been ironed out yet and of course it hasn't been ironed out yet because the government are dealing with this terrible thing so you know what's going to happen to us we don't know it's uh, all you have to But you have to keep your chin up for god's sake
2: (laughs) it's so hard (laughs) though isn't it
0: You do, you do, you do, and you just go on Twitter yeah, to do. cheer yourself up. You know what? As a nation, and as a nation as well, I think that we have been fantastic the way that we've responded to this. Of course, there are pockets of idiocy and people being daft and people being stupid and selfish and all the rest of it. But most people have been brilliant. They really have. They've really stuck to the rules. They've thought about everybody else as well as themselves, and that's that's really Um Lorraine,
4: sorry for dropping out of the call when you said you were a Dundee United fan. I swear, I'm not a Dundee fan. I wasn't just really offended in that moment. I apologise. It's just my internet. Maybe my internet's a Dundee fan, actually. Maybe that's what... The... Maybe. It does listen to
0: me, of course.
4: <laughs> yeah. um, I just wanted to to ask you, though, about blank moments. So this podcast is is about sort of blank moments. But I'm wondering if sort of... At the start of your career, being on live TV, whether there were any any moments that particularly went wrong, or you, you 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 had a blank moment, or your guest had a blank moment, or anything anything technical, <laughs> anything
0: like that. Honestly, things happen every day, but hopefully you don't know. <laughs> you know, because we've got an order. You know, we've got an order of how what we're going to do things. Like we're going to do, say we're going to do Ross from LA at the top of the show, but for some reason or other, the, the link is down or he's late or he's delayed getting to get the studio or whatever. We just have to... So that happens all the time that we're changing things. There's one time, though, that I I was... It was stupid. I was coming downstairs. Why I was coming downstairs? I mean, it's ridiculous. But I was coming downstairs. I had on high heels. And obviously, they're talking to you all the time in your ear, giving me timings and whatnot. And I fell. I just fell, like, literally, you know, I, it was a cracker. I mean, <laughs> it was like something out of a fantastic competition. And I fell, and I fell on my knees. And you know, when you're a kid and you skin your knees, and my tights were all ripped, my knees were all. Horrible. But we were on live telly. I couldn't stop. I had to keep going. <laughs> I just had to keep going. And it was, and it actually, when I watched it back, it was hilarious. I mean, it was really funny. It was one of those it'll be all right in the night moments. But that was that's when you just have to like, you just have to sort of get yourself together and keep going. And luckily, I was talking. Do you remember Jane Asher? Yeah, lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely woman, Jane obviously went out with Paul McCartney everybody knows about, about that that was a long time ago but she sort of reinvented herself as a cake maker and all the rest of it and she was so kind she sort of came over and helped me and we sat down and me. We... the great thing about my show is though of course I mean if it was old-fashioned BBC not now because BBC's got a bit different they would have tried to ignore that but when things happen in our show we just always acknowledge it we always acknowledge the fact that um something's happened i also remember sue lolly was reading the news one time and then um, some some delightful lesbians were, were coming down that. the studio. do you remember yeah i remember that yeah now, we would just go oh look, look <laughs> there's lovely lesbian ladies coming down. she just cracked um, off. oh hello and then we probably thought but she just i mean but that's the way yeah. that was fine because that's me whereas we are so totally different But we would have thought we would have probably gone hi now what, what's all this about what's going <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> But, you. Know, how are you and that i've been fine but yeah things are we've never had anything so bad we did have the the fire alarm went out once and we had to abandon the studio that's happened um yeah that's happened quite a few times um one time when i was talking to a reporter who was in Cannes uh, for the film festival we had naked oh. people behind and they were running around but there wasn't really that much to see it wasn't even worth bothering <laughs> about it wasn't it certainly wasn't worth <laughs> But yeah, things things happen. That's what I love about live telly because you just never know what's going to happen. You just never know. Anything can happen, you know, anything at all. And unfortunately, usually when it's breaking news, it's not something, usually something horrendous. But yeah, yeah, anything can happen. And I quite quite like that. I like keeping it sort of loose and, 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 and just keeping it more like a conversation. And, you know, people should feel comfortable when they come onto my show. Um they, they should, I mean, obviously, if they're a politician and we have politicians on, then, of course, they get a grilling if they need it. But they should feel comfy because it's okay. like they're coming into my I house. Think, I think that, that's, that, you know, it's that's like a good into... metaphor for yeah. life.
4: Like, you know, bad things happen sometimes and dust yourself down and sort of crack on. Is is the video yeah. of you falling down the stairs on YouTube oh, or anything it?
0: like that? Oh, God, yes, of course it is. Okay. Absolutely. To, we'll, we'll and and, and then that when that, and that. That Yeah, of course, it's there. And the time I showed my pants when I did a high kick when I was with the Spice Girls, and and on and on and on and on it goes. You know, there's just there's so many, so many things that happen. But like I say, you probably don't know most of them, because you know. Hopefully, I can just if you ever see me. Sort of going through the front pages of the newspapers and then talking a lot about Coronation Street, you know <laughs> that everything's gone, that there's nobody to talk to, all the links are down, and it's it's just like abandoned ship. <laughs> Where we and i will just going for nine minutes. Yeah, I, yeah. I remember. I remember doing actually that was another one we did with the stars of Taggart. Remember Taggart? Yes. And yeah. they were we were doing. We used to have people on to sort of reviewing things, and we had them on reviewing the latest because we're dead interested in music. We had them on reviewing the latest singles throughout that, that week, and the the machine just broke, just broke. So we had to kind of, so we had this mad situation where they were kind of like singing the songs, and then we were talking about it. <laughs> Honestly, you just you just get on with it. You just have to, yeah. So people have been really. That's one thing about this whole situation. People have been so creative. Yeah, they've been really creative with finding new ways to make telly. And um, people have been filming things on their iPhones. Drive-in concerts, brilliant. You know, people. Doing stuff online, and um, you know, because obviously theatre's in, in a bad way because we probably won't be able to go for quite some time now, and I, I think some of them will go to the ball which is really sad. Um, but yeah, finding different ways to make music videos and different ways to produce music, and it, it has actually been astonishing mm. as to what people can do, you know, how how creative they can be. It's
3: good, yeah, it really has actually. I was going to say, you, I mean, obviously, you know, you alluded to it, alluded to it earlier, you've been in. You've been working in that industry for like thirty-six years, and and the, the landscape has changed many, many times. I'm sure. Oh, dramatic! Yeah, yeah and dramatic. Um, and I know you said as well that you've you've always kind of rolled with it. But do you think this period as well is going to change the landscape again permanently?
0: Oh, I think so. I do think it. I, I think it will. I mean, things like you know, just from our point of view, things like you know, when big stars mm. would have premiers and or they would come over, you know, they would be flown over here and they would take a whole a whole Floor of a posh hotel, and and we do all these interviews. I mean, now that we can do them online, you know, I mean, I've I've, I've done loads of them from my house. <laughs> it's yeah. just crazy. And I I don't know if they'll want to do that, and and I think things will change from a, a business point of view because if you're a, if you're in a if you're in a business person and and you've been getting on all right i know there are some i know there are some deals we've got to be in the room where it happens you know Hampton, we've got to be there um but not a lot of those and i think that'll stop i think a lot of that will stop and a lot of a lot of the ways that we do business um will change quite mm. dramatically i think a lot of it will inevitably be um like the way we're talking now it, it, it will have to be and the way that we the way that we Are entertained and you know, like I mean, I I would think twice about going to a restaurant. I probably will quite soon. I've not been yet, Uh, but that will be a different Mm. experience. And I I don't know about that. So you know, that lovely, that lovely sort of going down the pub and sitting there in the buzz that's going on, and it's and it's interesting and 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 it's just yeah, it's just that whole social side of it. Are you out for a meal with pals? And it's just a great and everybody's laughing and it's just a lovely social environment. And that'll take a wee while to come back. I think that'll take a while to come back for sure. But I think it will, you know. I think it will. Mm-hmm. I think we, we'll we get We always do. I mean, we've been through, you know, look at the Spanish flu. Yeah. That was horrific. And that really was absolutely horrific. Um, I'm just, you know, fingers crossed we don't get a second wave. Um, and if we do, that we're better prepared yeah. um, and we handle it a lot better than we have been, you know, because we have to have learned an awful lot of lessons from this on, on, on every single level on every single level. I just worry about little kids because when you go for a walk now, I don't know, I'm sure you're the same. I take my wee dog out for a walk. You see a wee kid on a bike maybe or you see a wee kid maybe three, four, five and they sort of look at you and then back off and and you can see that they're a wee bit scared of people and, and, and that, I, I just wonder about the long-term psychological effect on a, on a little one that that will be. You know, I, I really hope it's not. I really hope that, you know, this is a wee blip. Um, but I hate to see that, you know, because kids are normally... You know, they're so welcoming they just want to cuddle everything and just want to you know just, they've got no filter at all and and for them to have actually have to you know i feel so sorry for parents that have had to sit down with their little ones and mm. have that really hard conversation you know i'm sorry you can't go and see your granny yeah. i'm sorry if that's somebody you know, don't go near them stay away you know it's, it's all of that that's really hard and you you do wonder what sort of effect that will have long term hopefully hopefully not yeah
4: hopefully we've got hopefully a nine-month-old not. and and so she's too young to understand what's going on which i think is is a blessing for us but um
0: yeah, i know
4: she lived through this she didn't know she lived through but she didn't see my parents or so her grandparents for four months so that was obviously hard for them you know oh than...
0: god your parents yeah. must have been that would be terrible but i feel so sorry for people that have to newborns because you do want everybody to come around and see mm. and share and and celebrate this new life. You know, it's, I mean, it's just such a brilliant thing, especially just now. You know, we all need things to celebrate. And that's really hard too. It's really, really, it's going to be really tough for people. I think there is going to be a, a big, big mental health problem, and I just hope that we are not only equipped to deal with it. You know, we've got practical help there, but also more understanding. But I think we are. I think I've certainly found that. You know, and all the time, that's one of the big changes that I've found from when I started. I mean, when I started all those years ago, we didn't mention the C word cancer wasn't mentioned, things like menopause weren't mentioned, things, you know, things were taboo mm. um, and mental health taboo. It really was. It was, it was. it was just something that you never would talk about. And it was like, soldier on, pull yourself together, all these stupid things, the most ridiculous thing you'd ever say to somebody suffering. And, and that has changed and that needs to, that really needed to change quite dramatically. But as well as talking and being open, which is, which is wonderful, well, once we've done that, we need to actually help people practically you know so we do need practical help and um, and and we do need a lot more counselors and a lot more people that are experts to, to to help out because you know there's no point in identifying a problem if you don't have a solution to it or at least try to have a solution to it so that's going to be that's going to be a big challenge i think for any government
4: year um lorraine it's two. been incredible talking to you and and what's been nice is that when we have the guests on this podcast you you feel like you know them sometimes you know i've seen you on tv for a long time and i always think like I hoped Lorraine was going to be an, a friendly, positive person off screen. And you are. And, and I'm just like, it's been so lovely talking to you. But is that is that the sort of person you are? Do you, have you always been a sort of friendly, gregarious, outgoing person? Or is it something you work on?
0: No, I think most people would probably say that I'm very nosy and, that I'm, and going into journalism was probably absolutely the right, the right career for me. Um, my husband is a life and go of the party. Like if we go out, he is the person that, that kind of you know he's brilliant, and everybody everybody wants to be in his company, and he just does light up the room. He's, he's wonderful. But I've got that thing of kind of not really wanting to, like, you know. Obviously, if somebody asks me, you know, who are you talking to? But you don't want to be that person that goes into <laughs> room and say, Oh, by the way, I was talking to James here just the other day. You know, clang, 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 as you're dropping all the names, everybody sweeping them up. You know, you, you don't. So I tend to be a little bit quieter, maybe than than uh, than, than perhaps I should. I don't I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I'm. I'm kind of I'm lucky that the job allows me to to just be myself, which is great. You know that you can you can do that because you're you're not kind of the the news reading persona. You know you have to be that, and um, and that's the joy of what we do, and that's the joy of, of the program that we can we can do that. We can express opinions, and sometimes in the case of Piers Morgan, a lot of opinions. <laughs> you know we do these wee handovers mm. in the morning, and I never have, I never have a clue what he's going to say, and sometimes I forget I'm on the telly. And, and, and you just, you know, it's, it's, it's just funny. It's just very, very funny. It's I think that a makes lot. a
4: good TV when <laughs> I heard you on a, I was listening to you on another podcast. It was um, Rob Beckett and Josh Widdicombe's um, Parenting in Lockdown. Oh, was such a good podcast. The... But you said the same thing. Sometimes I forget them <laughs> on the TV and I was thinking that is what makes good TV. If, if the, if, if the presenter almost forgets everyone and you forget they're on TV and it becomes like a sort of conversation and you take away the cameras. That's, that's good TV.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think you've got to be careful. You know, you don't want to say anything that's going to get you into terrible trouble. Um, but yeah, it's it's important to be, and like I say, it's not, I would say it's not about me. It's about whoever I'm talking to. I'm just the person that's asking the questions and I don't mind asking daft questions. You see, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that I know the answer to it because somebody else yeah. might not. And it's finding things out and, and making people feel, be making people just make people feel relaxed like you oh. two have done with me Oh well, I'm glad it's just case, yeah. a... no it is but it's just been a chat isn't it it's just been a it's just been a wee blender. we could be we could we could well be sitting on a bus or a train just not in London just having a, a meet, catch up not
3: in London <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah not right now
3: <laughs> well that's true I mean we've always said yeah yeah exactly yeah um we're just I feel like I mean, Jim and I've always said this that we're just facilitators really Facilitators for a conversation, yeah, and that's yeah, and I guess that's the yeah. same for you when you you have guests.
0: Do you still Definitely, get? It's never,
3: yeah, but do you still get? um do you, Is it still a buzz for you when you when you talk to someone really famous? Is it oh, still yeah. like oh
0: oh gosh, I was I was beside myself um, when I talked to. I mean, it's just Buzz Aldrin, the second oh, wow. man yeah, in the
2: yeah,
0: yeah. I was. I mean, it was not a good interview because I was just <laughs> sitting there basically going <laughs> like that and fans. But it was, I mean, I just i just kept looking at them and thinking, you've been on the moon. <laughs> this is like the most, like, extra- you know, I just couldn't give my head around it. It was just absolutely unbelievable. So, yeah, I do. And, and Oprah Winfrey, I was a little bit nervous oh, wow, yeah. to her, because she is body. Of course. And she was so, and it's just like, you know, that like you, you love somebody so much and you really, really want them to be really gorgeous and nice. And she was everything that you would expect and the rest. Just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. It's a shame when you get somebody that's, that's, um, that's not great or that's grumpy or they can't be yeah. bothered, you know, that can't, Yeah, that's a wee shame. Um, I, but I always think to myself, maybe, you know, they may have just had a bad day that's or it, they're yeah. just, I don't know, whatever. You just have to sort of, it's fine. But it, it always, I, I always think it's a shame when people don't enjoy the process because you sort of think, well, don't do it then. Yeah. you don't want to be interviewed, don't your contract. And I know you have to do, you know, all this PR movie or whatever, but if you really don't want to do it, Get that, get them to write that out of your contract and get less money, and then you don't have to do it. Yeah. And then everybody else can do it, and then everybody else have a nice time. You know. So you know, memo to Kevin Spacey: <laughs> if you don't want to do it, don't do it.
4: <laughs> I was wondering if you are going to name him. was you like who that Oh my God.
0: Oh, geez, he was awful. It was such a shame because mm. it was for House. It was before all the Who. Yeah. And it was House of Cars, which yeah. I. It's a great adored, show. That show. Yeah, it's I mean, a great show it was, was a
3: great show.
0: It's kind of lost at the end, but it, yeah. you know, for the first so. Four seasons, it was remarkable, and he just wasn't very nice. And he just knew, sort of thought, Well, you, you just can't be bothered being here, and that's fine, I don't expect you to, you know. But don't, you know, just don't be sort of like so offhand with all the people round about you because they're only trying to do their job and make you look good, you know. It's, I just don't, I just don't get it. I just don't no, get I don't, just I don't.
3: No, I think, like you say, um, it, 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 if you don't want to do it, then, I, I mean, like you say, yeah, I know they've got contracts and, and it's all about promoting. Yeah, the,
0: but if it's, the, if it's the, oh, you know, I mean, then you get someone like you, Jackman, who's just like a joy and you come on, you get on the lift and you go in, the, and everybody's got a smile on their face and everybody's happy. And he's like a complete delight. And I actually said to him, I said, you have made this so easy for all of us. And he said, for goodness sake, it's my job my job to do that. Of course I'm going to. And he said, my mum brought me up very well. (laughs) (laughs) But he he had the absolute right attitude. This is my job. I'm a professional. I'm going to have to do this. So let's all have a laugh. Let's all enjoy ourselves. Let's, you know, let's just have fun doing this and talking about this movie that I really had a great time making. You know, and you think.
3: And a lot of, you." you know, and like someone like that is an actor. So, you know, if you're not having a good time, you can at least act like you are.
0: Well, that's what Tom Hanks does. That's what Tom Hanks does. Tom Hanks acts as somebody oh. that's getting interviewed, having a nice time. And then he has a nice time. Aha. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah, I like Tom.
0: <laughs> oh, he's gorgeous. He's the nicest man in the Have you seen that new movie? Uh the one about World War Two. Um, Greyhound it's called. No, I haven't it's very seen that good. Yet, no. it's very good. It's very It's quite short and it's good. It's not um it's a wee bit more like a documentary. Oh, okay. But it's uh those, it shows the, you know, all these aspects that we don't really know anything about, like these convoys that came from America to the UK to bring us food and supplies and all of that, and how brave they were, and, and they used to get attacked by the U-boats, and this is that's what the movie's about. Oh, so Tom awesome. is a captain, obviously. He, it's really good. He's always really
3: good, good, isn't he? I mean, he's always good value.
0: James Stewart. He's just he's our, yeah. our, our James Stewart. Just our, every man. Every man, yeah. Just, you just know that it's all going to be okay. Yeah. Well, I
3: feel a bit like this <laughs> yeah. about. This pod, actually, I think talking to you, Lorraine, <laughs> I feel like everything is going to be okay.
0: It is. It is going to be okay. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be fine. It might be a little bit rocky, but it's all going to be fine because we, we are, we are, we are, we are okay as a lot, <laughs> and we'll be all right. We will. There's more good. There's more good people than horrible people in this country. We, we tend to focus on the on the bad bits, but um, there's some good people, and they will, they will, they will triumph. That's what I think.
3: Wow. Well. I mean, that seems like a really nice, beautiful way to end the yeah,
2: end the
4: podcast. And you, I totally too. agree. There's, there's more good people out there. I think
0: there is. They just don't get the. They just do make the headlines. Of course they don't. You know, you're not going to see a headline in front of the Daily meal. Nice person does a nice thing. Am <laughs> <laughs> I going to have
4: it?
3: I'd buy that if it was though. <laughs> I would buy that. I would buy that. Well, Lorraine, thank you so much. Lorraine Kelly, it's been, a, thank you. honestly, a, a joy, a joy to to, to spend an hour <laughs> in your company. Um, it, yeah, it really has. And um, thank you so much for giving us well, your time. We appreciate it.
0: Delighted. Thank really you. Good. It's Thanks, great to guys. meet you. Thank, thank you so much. Worries.
3: Thank you so much. Have a have a lovely rest of the week.
0: Thank you. And keep posting your lovely comment. All your things on Twitter are so good, Giles. You've always got really uplifting mm. stuff, and it's not cheesy uplifting. It's proper. Oh, well, that- you know how you sometimes get... All these wee quotes from mad American people usually, and you think, Oh, shut up! <laughs> Yours are proper. Yours are oh, proper. Well,
3: thank you, thank something. you. I will, and um, yeah, love to your dad. I hope he's on the mend.
0: I, oh, well, you know, he's, he's 80, god bless him, and he's, he's doing okay. It's just, uh, it's just, I, I need to go see yeah. him. I just need to see yeah. him. No, it's not the same as all of it, but he'll be fine. But thank you very, you very much, You're welcome. and have a good day. And you.
3: Well, there you go. Lorraine Kelly on the Blank Podcast. Lorraine Kelly, a broadcasting legend. Absolutely.
4: Yes. And just, I hope that it comes across as much, I'm sure it will, on the uh, on the episode. Just what great company she was. So, yeah. Easy to talk to, you know, friendly. But then, it's not a surprise, is it? I mean, it's Lorraine Kelly. Of course, she's going to be easy to talk to yeah. and, and she's going to be yeah. friendly and, and, and bubbly. But um, yeah, wonderful company. And No, but she—I mean, she alluded to at the end that we're not—you know—not everybody's
3: like that—and she's had interviews with people that haven't been like that. And uh, you know, I mean, yeah. So you know, it's not always easy to be on all the time. But I think you know, she is someone who is genuinely a lovely person, and you know, just exudes positivity.
4: But I think you wouldn't—you wouldn't have the career she's had and the longevity without being like that, and without being easy to talk to and 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 herself that's what that's that's what i got from this that she is herself and always has been and that's why she's been so successful and she's talking about you know on her show they're able to reference when things go wrong and they're able to say their opinion and that's what makes her so successful because she's not tried to be anything she's not and i think that's actually a really Mm. good takeaway for any of us listening that actually if, if if you can be yourself and and i think you will be more successful and i think happier
3: yeah absolutely absolutely yeah no it was a real pleasure to talk to her and a real privilege
4: it was indeed now it's also giles a privilege and a pleasure to receive some of the correspondence that we get from our listeners um and this is the part where we read out some tweets i've got two tweets here from uh someone that i know you can read them I read both, them both out. Well, they're both from the same person uh and i, I is it Ian Waggers? It Waggers, 66, Ian Waghorn, who I, I feel like we may have possibly read out a tweet from him before. He's a Palace fan, uh, so obviously that elevates him, in our in our opinion. Yeah, yeah, he, get, he gets to the front of the queue, basically. And he's uh, very supportive of Blank, which we really appreciate. And, and obviously, some people might not know that I do a Palace podcast um, and have done for a while, and there seems to be a bit of a crossover from some of our, of our listeners that have sort of come to Blank, and I, we really appreciate those people that have sort of yeah well and if you don't if you
3: are a Palace fan listening uh and you don't subscribe to FYP well then where podcasts, have you been you
4: should. it's been 10 years yeah. um no if you if you would like some <laughs> crystal palace chat then then please do subscribe to the FYP podcast but I'm going to read uh Ian's tweet so he's put just catching up with episodes and suddenly realized i got a mention so there we go we did read out in one of his tweets haven't been so excited since fyp read out my cheese question years ago and there you go if, if you want a little snapshot of what we talk about on the fyp podcast it is mostly food related thank you jim and giles i still haven't worked out how to leave an itunes review uh and i think you replied to him then with with some tips and of course we do appreciate anyone that leaves a review and ian goes on to say the john sweeney episode is brilliant Oh, it was. That was good episode. He's an amazing chap. Blake Harrison was good too. The weird thing is you get such natural conversation out of your guests. I find myself joining in out loud now and again. Well, that's lovely <laughs> to hear that we must be doing something yeah. right.
3: I I'd love it. If I overheard someone in a supermarket chatting <laughs> along to one of our podcasts, that would be that would be a brilliant.
4: Well, thing. I, I don't know about you. I listen to pods mostly when I'm running. Um, and it's I normally sort of comedy listen to, so quite often I'll be running down the road laughing my head off and I, and I, I, actually recently I passed someone I sort of waved at them but I was like laughing at the same time I, I wonder if they thought what is wrong with this man running down the street <laughs> laughing his head off but um, that's just well they might have thought that you were laughing mate, at yeah them. oh I hope I hope they didn't they didn't think that um, yeah. but yeah it's. Uh, don't, don't laugh and run is what i or, and it's wave. a dangerous combo Those three things i in, didn't in think I was, I was a good. multitasker, but there you go maybe it turns out i'm uh, got more skills mm. than than i realize but um yeah so thank you ian for your tweet i mean what a top man Yeah, um, really appreciate it and if you'd like to tweet us as well and let you know let us know any of your favorite episodes or guests you can our twitter account is at blank pod. Uh, and also we're on Facebook and Instagram as well. And our handle there at is blank at pod. Blank pod. And I still haven't checked <laughs> those messages. But apparently we do get some. Um, and We do. We do. We get lots on Instagram. I need to check them. Um, and you can email us as well if you'd, if you'd fancy a longer chat over email. Our email address is... BlankPodcast2018
3: at gmail.com. Wonderful stuff. Um, and that's it for this week, Charles. I know another week done. Another week done. Another episode. Another episode of the Blank Podcast. We
4: are creeping towards 100.
3: We are. We are. Which is a big number. It is a big number. I mean, who'd have thought at the beginning of this journey we'd have got to 100
4: podcasts? I know quite quickly as well. So
3: we've talked to 100 famous people.
4: That's crazy.
3: Which is quite mind-blowing in a way for you, little old you and little old
4: me. <laughs> These, yeah, I think who are unbeknownst to most of the general public and will remain that way probably. But I think if you'd have told yes. us two, so two years ago, we would probably just we probably just met two years ago, and we're probably sort of think talking about mm. plans and stuff. It was it was summer twenty eighteen, wasn't it? That we sort of
3: it was yeah, it was around this time we probably started the
4: germs of an idea <laughs> were forming. We infected each other. With the idea (laughs) of a podcast. No, it's not. And to think two years later that we've chatted to some amazing people. Um, We have. We've been very very lucky. lucky. And next week we'll have another amazing person again on the Blank Podcast. Um, So it just leaves us to say, have a great week. Stay safe. Giles, have a good one with all your random projects that you're doing. And you, Jim, with all your (laughs) random projects. And we'll see you again soon on the Blank Podcast.
2: the Blast Box Media Podcast.